going on, family? TGIF, happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. My name is Gerard Bonner. They call me GB, and it is great to have you hanging with us today. What a crazy and busy week it has been. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for sticking with us here at The Faction. If you're following us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show, thank you so much. If you're not, go ahead and do that. We definitely appreciate it. And for all of you who are already subscribed to our podcast, thank you so much. It means the world. Would you be kind enough to rate us and leave a comment wherever it is you're listening to us right now? Make all the difference in the world and if you're brand new welcome to the faction we appreciate you what's happening here is we talk pro wrestling and we like to do it in a pretty classy and intelligent way and so if you enjoy that kind of conversation then this is the space for you so hit the subscribe button reach out to us let us know that you are rocking with us so there's a lot of very interesting news to talk about from a lot of spaces i want to start in the wwe because in the wwe we've got comings and goings right so let's talk about the Cummings, dare I say. And with that said, a congratulations is offered to Pat McAfee, who has just signed a multi-year extension with WWE. So McAfee has been with WWE since April of 2021, where he has served as a commentator or an analyst alongside Michael Cole for Friday Night SmackDown. Let's go back to 2021 because 2021 was super interesting in WWE. I want you to picture this. You remember April 2021, it starts with WrestleMania. And at WrestleMania, you know, it's the first time that fans are coming back for an event since the pandemic. Now, remember, it was limited fans. And after this, the WWE would return to the Thunderdome only to welcome fans back three months later in July. So we're actually nearing the one-year return of fans regularly at the WWE. Just consider that. So April 2021, WrestleMania is getting ready to happen. It's a two-night event. They welcome about 25,000 fans. And on night one, it rains. It rains like crazy to the point where For the first time in WrestleMania history, they have a 30-minute rain delay during the show. And so, keeping things going are your commentary team of Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe stands out in the rain to keep the people going, to keep us viewers on Peacock excited for 30 minutes. And then, a literal two days later, he's fired. He's released. He's gone. Now, let's also remember what happened that shortly after him being fired, Adnan Vic, who was a reporter for Major League Baseball and ESPN, is brought in to be on Monday Night Raw. And now there's this vacancy in terms of who will be partnering on SmackDown because at the time on SmackDown, it was Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Corey Graves gets moved to Monday Night Raw to partner with Adnan Vic and 
Byron Saxton. So it leaves a spot available over on SmackDown. And who do they bring in but Pat McAfee? Pat McAfee, the former punter for the Indianapolis Colts. Pat McAfee, who prior to this stint had done a run in NXT battling Adam Cole. Some amazing matches with Adam Cole. And of course, he led a whole War Games team, which just speaks volumes that you have a Pat McAfee main eventing War Games and killing it, right? So he shows up on SmackDown, still in the Thunderdome, and he is killing it. Pat McAfee literally adds brand new life to the SmackDown commentary team, adds new life to Michael Cole, who Michael Cole readily says that Pat McAfee literally injected new life into him. There's a new excitement that you hear and see in Michael Cole's commentary. Cole and McAfee have become fast friends that chemistry is very, very evident during the shows. You see Pat McAfee absolutely killing it because Pat McAfee is a fan. McAfee did not come in as an analyst from the NFL. He came in as a player who happens to love pro wrestling. And one of the interesting secrets about Pat McAfee is a secret that I've been rocking with, something that I learned from Jim Ross, which is this, as a commentator, I don't want to know what the results are going to be. I don't want to know what the plan is. Now, you can tell me the order of the matches if you want. You can tell me what the card is, but please. And here's what's funny. I've made it evident everywhere I've done commentary, whether it's at SHW, The Nightmare Factory, Battle Slam. Everybody knows don't tell Gerard. Now, why? Because I want my reactions to be authentic the same reactions you would have as a fan is what I want to be able to present from the thought pattern to everything else that's connected to it now there are others who operate differently there are those who like to know the results and I'm not knocking that but what I have found just patterning after Jim Ross and not knowing that Pat McAfee grabbed that whole theory what I've learned is that it is successful because it allows us to be extremely authentic again no knock to anybody else so with that said it is comforting and exciting to see that Pat McAfee will be with WWE in this role for the foreseeable future and I think this is one of those experiments that has worked now it's interesting because on the raw side Adnan Vic did not last a full two months he was just not a good fit from start to finish they would bring in Jimmy Smith Jimmy Smith would come in right before the fans would return June, July or so. And Jimmy Smith seems to be working out on Monday Night Raw. So congratulations to him. We'll certainly be checking to see if there is a multi-year extension happening for him. But right now we shine the light and give all flowers to Pat McAfee, who will continue to be an amazing voice on SmackDown. Really, really excited about that. And it looks like we will see him in the ring again, this time at SummerSlam as he takes on Happy Corbin. So talk about living your best life. I mean, this is Pat McAfee, whether it is performing at WrestleMania, getting to do SmackDown, now getting to perform at SummerSlam. And again, people love him. So it absolutely works. Congratulations to Pat McAfee. That's the comings. When it comes to the goings, we've got some big news on that as well. We'll tell you about that when we come back. 
I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Lord, a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. Simon Dallas Page is here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Chris what? Jericho is here and can't Another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. So congratulations again are in order to Pat McAfee, who has signed a multi-year extension with WWE. Now, at the same time that he did that, yesterday was the final day of Paige's WWE 
contract. Now, that's pretty amazing to think about. Of course, Paige did amazing work in NXT, becoming the first ever NXT women's champion. She would then take that and parlay that into amazing success. Who who can ever forget her debut, the Raw after WrestleMania 30? She would debut, take on AJ Lee, defeat her in her first match, and become the WWE Divas champion. It should be noted that Paige is in very interesting territory. Only her and Asuka can hold claims that they were NXT women's champions who never lost their championship. Paige relinquished the title to continue to be WWE Divas champion. Asuka relinquished the title after over 500 days as she was being moved to Monday Night Raw. So amazing, amazing spaces for both of them to be in. Paige, of course, had a very, very successful career until she unfortunately had a debilitating neck injury, which caused her in-ring career to stop, but then she would come back and become a general manager for SmackDown. She would also end up leading her own faction, which did some pretty amazing things in the process and introduced us to, of course, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose has gone on to do some significant things right now in NXT, and it's unfortunate that we never saw Paige return to the ring. Now, Paige did say at one point that she was medically cleared, at least by her doctors, but we've certainly seen how there can be a difference between what one's personal doctor and what WWE's doctors will say. And so we never got to see Paige back in the ring. Paige is just a couple of months short of 30 years old, but she has spent 13 plus years in the wrestling industry. So the question now comes, what's next for Paige or Soraya? What's next for her? Will she decide to continue in the wrestling business? If she does, she certainly has many options available to her, whether that is AEW, Impact, which I don't think we give Impact Wrestling enough credit for their women's division. Impact, I think, really began the women's revolution slash evolution long before WWE. Go back, if you will, to 2006, 2007, 2008, the matches that were happening with Awesome Kong and Gail Kim. Just incredible, unlike anything we were seeing in the business at that time. And they have continued to really take the ball and move it forward. So Impact could be an amazing opportunity for Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, if that's something that she wants at this particular stage. I think the other thing we have to always give consideration to is this the wrestling business has changed much like all sports have changed from the perspective of you don't necessarily have to do this thing for the rest of your life it is genuinely and generally believed that in the world of pro wrestling once a wrestler always a wrestler but we have seen several wrestlers transition into other spaces and find great success of course jesse ventura became the governor of the state of minnesota we've seen obviously great success for stone cold steve austin the rock batista a number of other names that have found success outside of the pro wrestling business and mind you success 
is relative. You know, the names that I just mentioned went on to continue to have success in very public careers. But there are a number of wrestlers or former wrestlers that are out there that are finding great success in the business world, finding great success in their personal lives, like whatever it is that they desire to do. So with that said, I don't hold anything over Paige, a.k.a. Soraya's head in terms of feeling obligated to get back in the ring or continue in the wrestling business. We will see what she decides to do, but she did pen a beautiful letter that you can find saying goodbye to WWE. You'll find that on theplayerstribune.com. You can check that out. Now, believe it or not, an open letter was done very similarly by Brian Danielson once he left the WWE as well. And you can always tell when folks leave WWE on good terms because WWE will either give them a send-off or make some degree of public acknowledgement about their departure. Q page where they pulled out a graphic and a great social media post yesterday to say thank you page so we will see where Soraya ends up but for right now her time in the WWE is done and with her time being done the rumors have continued to swirl about the future of Naomi and Sasha Banks in the WWE So, of course, they walked off in the middle of May. They walked out of Monday Night Raw as the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. In them doing that, they walked out. It is believed because they were scheduled to be in a six-pack challenge match as individual wrestlers to battle for the number one contendership for the Raw Women's Championship. It is believed that Naomi was scheduled to win, that she would go on to face Bianca Belair, and then Sasha would go on to face Ronda Rousey, both of them as tag champions fighting for singles titles. They didn't believe in that. They offered options to be able to do something else creatively that was not met successfully, and they had gotten fed up. They felt that the tag titles and their run as creatives and as wrestlers were being disrespected and so they dropped the tag team titles off in the office of John Laronitis, packed their bags and walked home and they have not been seen on WWE programming since. Well the news dropped yesterday that apparently Naomi and Sasha Banks are no longer listed on WWE's internal roster. So here's what's important to know about that. The internal roster is obviously different than the public roster. And as you can imagine, what's going to happen on the internal roster will likely be reflected sooner or later on the outer roster. So with that said, I think it gets very, very interesting to see what the future holds for Naomi and Sasha Banks or Trinity Fatu and Mercedes Vernado. It is completely up to them, obviously, what they do. But I will say this, that it is very evident that there is a significant void in the women's division without Sasha and Naomi. It is a significant void that right now, I don't know who fills that void. I have no idea who can fill that void. And then the question rises for them as it did for Paige, a.k.a. Soraya. What's next? Does Naomi return to WWE? Does she take her fortunes elsewhere? 
Does she decide that this has been a great run and she will now, you know, perhaps have children or dedicate herself to more family opportunities or whatever other aspirations she has. As for Sasha Banks, things get very interesting. Of course, she had taken some time away to film the Mandalorian situation with Star Wars and Disney Plus. There are Hollywood possibilities. There are possibilities for her to wrestle perhaps in stardom over in Japan or perhaps in the States. Impact AEW. I will say that I don't know which option really fits best for Sasha. Sasha, obviously, being a household name, will be known anywhere. Would she want to go somewhere with less TV presence or would she want to go somewhere with greater TV presence? Is she even still interested in wrestling? These are all major questions to ask. And again, the official word in terms of them being gone from WWE has yet to be released. If you go on WWE's current roster page, they are both there. But at this point, again, if they've been removed from the internal roster, it could literally be just a matter of time before we get the announcement about Sasha and Naomi no longer being with WWE. Now, one thing we've learned in the world of pro wrestling is never say never. How many people did we think would never return to WWE that found their way back? Cue Beyonce, find your way back. Anyway, how many people think about one of the latest being Cody Rhodes, who obviously not just left WWE, but helped to create an entire new company, was the face of that company, and nobody ever thought he'd be heading back to WWE except for him. And when he returned, he was received with open arms, and the fans absolutely love him. He's gone to being one of the most popular superstars in all of WWE. The Ultimate Warrior, who said all sorts of sordid and terrible things about WWE, WWE would make his return right before he passed away unexpectedly and there are countless others who have left the WWE and have made their way back could an olive branch at some point be given to Sasha and Naomi I will say this people have left the company for worst and were welcomed back with open arms walking off the job to some certainly seems like it is just an unpardonable sin but Stone Cold Steve Austin did it. Several others have done it and they live to tell the story. So we'll see. And obviously, once we find out the answer to the whereabouts in the future of Paige, of Sasha, of Naomi, we will keep you posted on our socials and here on the podcast. So if you're interested, tonight is SHW 41 happening here in the Atlanta area. It should be an amazing card. You can check out our live pre-show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling. And if you're here in the Atlanta area or if you want to make your way, do that. Tickets will be available at the door, 261 Marietta Road in Canton, Georgia. And then, of course, the new show that has been launched called WWT Live, which feels like TMZ Live, but all about pro wrestling, is an amazing show. You can check it out on Twitch. Monday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. I am one of the contributors there, so you'll regularly be seeing my face talking about new and breaking stories, so that's really exciting, and if you miss it, you can go to youtube.com slash pod and you can check out previous episodes. You can check out our debut. The episode from Wednesday and Thursday is all 
there. And of course, Battle Slam is returning end of July, and we just got a major announcement there. As one of the matches taking place is Baron Black against Lil Scrappy. Yeah, you heard me right. So if anything, you need to make your way here to Atlanta for Battle Slam. That's happening July the 28th. It's going to be crazy. So with that said, I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Thank you for continuing to support all things connected to the faction. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray, this is Gerard Bonner, and we call this The Faction. I need my pain.